She's the one sick, sick person. Yes, yes. There's a, and we'll go through it. How about that? You're doing great, law dog. There's a priest, and then there was the Jesus in there. How about the Good Samaritan? Can anybody tell me who was acting as the Good Samaritan? Maybe a couple of them. There they are, Ryan and Laura. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's really important to see that story in real life because it details what the Christian life is. A lot of times we think a lot about like God's love, and that is absolutely everything with the Christian life, but God's love becomes our love. Can we say that together? God's love becomes our love. God's love love. That's right, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but what that means, what that means practically is that the Christian life moves, as you learn, to less about here I am and more about there you are. A lot of the world walks into a room. They come into a room, and they're like this. They come in like this. They're like, all right, here I am. Does everybody see me? Do you see me? Do you see me? Look how good the shirt looks. It's Christmas season. Here I am. Did you see my robe? The Christian life comes in through a different door. The Christian life walks in and just looks around and says, ah, there's Larry. Oh, Victoria and Andrew are here today. That's amazing. There's Elise. Paula, what's happening back? I see you, Elizabeth. There you are. Hey, Case. There you are. Why guy? What up, dude? You know I like you, dude. You know I will take you out right now. You want some? (laughs) That is the Christian life. The Christian life moves from here I am to there you are. And can I tell you guys a secret? Adults, big kids. We forget that a lot. Would anybody guess why we forget that a lot? Anybody have an idea? I'll go with someone who's not my child and not lost and who's spoken already. So Clayton, you have any reason? You're looking at me. Okay, okay. All right, Mackie. Yeah, we do. We get too busy. We get too consumed with our work because we think our work is everything. Bowie, why do we forget as adults to see others? Yeah, dude, we've got got so many things to do. Changing the dishwasher, law dog. It's human nature. It's certainly human nature. We're all humans. You are too. I'll I'll do one more. Bainey. Yeah, I'm going to go to work. Good thing your parents put you to bed. Uh, here's the reason. Here's some, one of the reasons why we do that is why we sometimes forget to see the world and we're so worried about being seen is because as adults and as kids, we fail to live in the reality that God loves us so much. We fail to realize, oh, yeah, I'm so seen by God. You're so seen by God. You're so loved by God that when you walk in the room, you don't need to be seen by anybody. You're like, the God of the universe, my big papa sees me and loves me. I've, I'm, it doesn't matter how I'm seen so much that I can be like, hey, there's Ivy. How are you doing? I hope she, I hope she knows she's seen just as much as God sees me. It is, it is the reality that we move from here I am to there you are. And that is what Jesus is talking about and that wonderful parable. There's somebody, you, ever, you guys, do you ever deal with bullies? Yeah. 
Well, there's a kind of an expert in the law that kind of looks, acts like a bully to Jesus. It says he stands up against Jesus, and he, he challenges, like, hey, you're trying to teach everybody thing. What do I got to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus sees that he's challenging him, trying to bully him, and he says, well, you tell me what's written in the law. And that expert of the law, who's acting like, here I am, says, oh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. I've got it down. And Jesus says, yeah, you do have it down. You've answered correctly. But then that guy who was standing up to Jesus said, he wanted to justify himself. And he says, well, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus tells that amazing parable, which we saw happen in real time. Jesus said, there was a man, or in our case, a woman, uh, going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and was attacked by robbers. Uh, this person was stripped of their clothes, beat, and left half dead. And this man, we can presume, is probably like everyone in Jesus' audience, Jewish, because they really only acknowledge their own people. You ever feel like you have friendship groups and you, like, you don't really think much about people outside of them? That was one of the issues with God's people. It's still one of the issues of God's people. And then Jesus says, a priest had me going down the same road when he passed by. And he passed by on the other side. The priest was like, knew all the scripture. He would teach on Sundays or really Saturdays in those days, but we won't get in there. Um, who was the priest in our story? I'll give you a hint. He was really good looking, had a robe. That was me. Yes. Then it said, so too, a Levite, when he came to play Solomon, and passed by their side. Levite is somebody who does a lot of work within a church. Another leader leads groups, leads music. Who would be an example of a Levite in the crowd? Who would have gotten up once that person was coughing? Ben, yes, Ben was that person. Yes. But then a Samaritan, a Samaritan as he traveled, came where the man was, and he took pity on him. Um, there... There, that word took pity on him is the word have compassion. It's the Greek, and I'm not going to teach much Greek, but this word is really important. Everybody repeat this word. Esplanchnitsei. Okay, here's why it's important. Has anybody been like close to home and you got to use the bathroom so bad that like you're running like this? You're like, have you ever had that? Yes, of course you have. And adults, you know you've had it. That's what that Greek words, it means where your in, innards are hurting. Your innards are hurting. You just, your stomach is like ready to explode. Your gut, you have internal unrest. Like you're just like, ugh. And that's a word that uses to explain that. It's also a word to explain how deep the compassion God has for you. That when he sees you and he sees you hurting, his stomach hurts so bad, he's not running to the bathroom, he's running to you. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? It says it in Luke 15, 20, while the child was a long way off, the father saw him and had compassion for him, and he ran. His stomach was hurting so much for his child that he runs to him. This is the same word. It's this bathroom term, but it's about God's love and compassion, that his stomach was turning inside because he loves you so much. And so we find out in the story, as our hillbilly friends told us, we love our hillbillies, that they took care of him. She took care of her. And there is a geeky, if you want to know what a, a Samaritan is, I'm not going to go through it. I'll leave the slide up for the adults or the really smart kids in the room. But essentially, it was a half-breed, somebody who the Jews especially hated because they were victimized, but they didn't see it that way. They saw them as uncomplete, unclean half-breeds. 
It was a racial prejudice that lived for eight centuries. So then Jesus asked him, which one of them was the neighbor to the man? And that bully was quieted in that moment. It said, oh, it's the one who had mercy on him, the one who felt the love for him. And I want to go over three quick things. It'll be real quick for us to understand as we reflect on this. How do we move from here I am? How do we move from walking into a room saying, here I am, to walking into the room and saying, hey, there you are, Lawson. There you are. How do we do that? Well, we first, we have to understand that so many, many times there can be people who say the right things but still are wrong. That's what happens in the very beginning. The expert of law says all the right things but is still wrong. He has all the right answers and still wrong. I think for kids to know is God really cares more about how much we care and less about how much we know. If I'm up here teaching and I'm acting like a stinker, if I'm not tucking my kids in bed at night and kissing them on their foreheads, if I'm not pounding my man law dog when I see him and claim in when I see him, when I see Avery and Evelyn and I'm not giving them hugs, it doesn't matter how much I know. Who do you trust more, guys? Do you trust somebody who says they love loving you or they trust somebody who knows who's right all the time? Yeah, right, right. Somebody who loves loving you and not somebody who's right all the time. Go ahead, Bowtown. Oh, her friend, best friend, took her to the nurse hall all by herself. She loved loving Bowie. I love it. This is why, so it's more important to know you're loved than to know uh, that somebody's right. Let me say that again. It, it's more important for us to love others than to be right. This is why the cross is so important. This is why the cross of Jesus is so important, because it shows us that God loves us so much, and he, doesn't, he has no problem being wrong or wronged. That's what the cross shows. It's like, for that moment, Jesus was wrong, according to everyone, and therefore wronged. They, he, didn't, he didn't provide the answers they were wanting. He didn't provide the, quote, right answers in that moment, even the end, even though it truly was the greatest answer. But Jesus doesn't matter. This is, he loves us so much, he doesn't matter being wrong or wronged. He'll hang on the cross for you and me. So we have to understand that it's better to care than to know. Number two, how do we move from here I am? You and I, all of us, big kids, we have to believe that there's always time to do good, that there's always time. Kids, what you need to know is God still works miracles today, and God creates time even when we don't have time. See, the priest pastor didn't want to stop the gathering. The Levite just sat there not even caring. But the Samaritans in the room, they're all right interrupting the gathering to do well. They got a baby in hand, and they'll still stop. And I'm going to tell you one of the biggest problems as an adult and my brothers and sisters who are above the age of 18 would probably agree, is we really don't believe we have enough time. We don't think there's enough time. And it's a lie, because God always creates time for us. He will. I struggle with it. Even with that trip to Mexico, and my kids can attest to it, I wasn't loving going. I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm going this week to this trip. I've, we still have Sunday. We've got Thanksgiving dinner to prepare for. I got to design something for outdoor storage space. Christmas is on the horizon. Remember how stressed I was? Because I didn't believe there was enough time. 
But when I was out there, I realized, oh, God, you create time. This is who you are. You create time. Don't believe the lie that there's never enough time. There's always time to do good. There is. Even at the cost of being a little late for school or missing a little bit of recess. How do we move from here I am to there you are? We have to understand that God cares more about how we care than no. We have to understand that God always gives us time. And we also serve even when, especially when it doesn't make sense. We serve especially when it doesn't make sense. Pastor Deb talked about this. Um, We don't serve. We don't go to Mexico. We don't serve on Sundays. We don't serve our neighbor to make a difference in the world. That's not our primary purpose. If we do that, then we'll judge everything we do. We serve not to make a difference, but because you and I are different. Does that make sense, Mac? God has changed your heart. God has changed your heart so much that it doesn't matter about what happens. You're changed, and God, God's using you. We serve. There you go. He said, oh, by the way, you hear that? We serve not so much to make a difference, but because we are different. God has changed us. Make sense, Ivy? You get it? Oh, yeah, you got it. Jews didn't like Samaritans. Samaritans didn't like Jews. But in that case, that good Samaritan served. He didn't change the world. He just changed his day and served that one person. And sometimes we go places or we do things we don't think it makes any difference. But God uses it in God's wondrous economy, in God's way. Even when it comes to serving people who are hard to serve. We talked about bullies before, right? Bullies are hard to serve. Maybe your sisters or brothers are hard to serve. Who is somebody that's hard for you to love? Anybody want to share someone who's hard to love? We see you, Ev. Come on, Evelyn. Sometimes Avery's hard to love. It makes sense. Yes. Who else is hard to love? Anybody in your school? Laney, or Bowie or Laney? And then KK, real quick, name the names. Bowie. Your little brother, that's got to be hard, yes. Your dog can be hard, yes. Your neighbor, yes, your neighbor. She's sweet. Anybody else? Anybody, any big kids want to talk about someone who's hard to serve? You don't have to use names, particularly if they're near you. Paula and then Molly. Coworkers, yeah, they're hard. Molly, Molly. He smacked you in the butt. Yeah. That would be a hard person to love and serve. Any other adults? Big kids? Mac, go ahead, real quick. Siblings, yeah, super hard. Uh, Steph. Oh, Yeiser. Lord, have mercy. I want us all to think about who that person is. Maybe it's a sibling. Siblings are hard. Maybe it's a neighbor, an old friend. Maybe it's your, yeah, I don't know who it could be. But we're actually going to create space right now. We brought some stationery. And it's, it's not Advent officially, but for me, it's Christmas season. And hopefully it is for you. And we got some Christmas cards. We're actually going to play a little bit of music. And we're going to let you wander the space and grab a card and write a letter. 
to someone that you may be unwilling or unwanting to write to. So this has got to be the spirit of God. This has to be the work of God. So Mac, it would be like you said your siblings. I would want you to write a letter to your sibling. Like pick Lainey and write her a letter and, and, and tell her how much you love her. Lainey. Uh, how about, yes, you can if you feel like your dog wants to hear from you. Yes. Yes, for sure. Don't hinder them. Remember, there's not time to do this, but there's always time. It might not make sense, but it always makes sense. And it doesn't matter if you're completely right and they're completely wrong. What matters in this exercise is that we're going to show love to somebody. So my man Luis is going to play a little bit of licks for us on the, on the cello. And we are going to go around the room and find a card, and you're going to write to somebody who may be hard for you to love. And if you need an idea, I'll le- I, you, don't, you can take this word for word, but Advent's coming up. You don't know what to write about. I wrote something up to my fictitious friend named Paul. Um, here's a letter. You can, you can bring up Advent themes like peace, hope, joy, and love. Paul, peace be with you, bro. I take joy living in a family that you're in. I'm hoping for laughter with you this Christmas as we experience the love of God in our extended family. See you soon, homegrown Andy. Just like take an opportunity to reach out to somebody in love that's hard to love. Okay, this is the commission. All right, we're going to take about 15 minutes. I got stamps for you. So if you can't mail it, you can just give it to me and I'll mail it for you. But there's stamps here and letters and everything. All right. So Luis, I want to invite you up and we're all going to be good Samaritans. And you can go next door in that room. There's tables and chairs. It's a 15-minute exercise. There's crowns in there for you kids. I'll wrangle you back together when it's time. Let me pray for us. No, it's this room, this room and that room. But if you want to go to the cafe, I'm okay with that. Just don't leave the building. In fact, I'll just be out there holding the door and drinking coffee. (laughs) All right, so Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you serve us, that even when we were... The scripture says, your enemy, you loved us. Thank you that your cross shows us that you're more concerned about loving us than being right. And so, God, we know it's right when we come to the cross and receive you, the loving God with open arms. Would each one of these disciples, both young and young at heart, really come to know you at a young age or a ripe age and continue to show you until our last day, Lord. Thank you for each person here. Thank you for this extended family Sunday where we get to hear from you with the ears of a child because that's how you see us, beloved, accepted, forgiven, and adopted. We pray this, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus that un, that never stops loving us. Amen? All right. Here comes the chaotic part. Luis is going to help us not be chaotic, but go find a letter and write a letter. <laughs>